0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome back to another page turner with Big Dog and Little little Steph. I'm Stephanie Menard.
0: I am Tom Hutchison.
1: Yeah, we don't know what we're talking about today.
0: (laughs) Well, Well, welcome to the show. (laughs) My suggestion was to talk about your comic book news uh but your your publisher apparently uh, is not allowing that
1: Um, well i I don't know if they're not allowing it or not but they're gonna make an announcement so i kind of just they haven't made it yet so i just would rather it and it's not like anything like super crazy or anything it's just something really cool that i'm excited about but you know it'll be announced when i Feel once they announce it, then I, I'll share the knowledge. I just don't want to step on anybody's toes or whatever.
0: Well, <laughs> if I was your publisher, Steph, I'd let you do anything
1: you wanted. Well, I mean, let's talk. What do you want me? What do you, I'm not an artist, though. See, you write all the stuff, so you don't well, need you can, me. We,
0: we've we've published other people's books before.
1: Oh, all right. Well, we have
0: published. Um, is it three? Three, three different people's books. Um, the original colorist and letter for Penny for Your Soul uh, did a book with us uh, called Ned the Chainsaw Guy, which is just this ridiculous, uh, <laughs> basically almost just like a video game on paper. It's insane. Uh, we had an action adventure book called Pinpoint. And then we did um, Nightingale, which was Wayne Gardner's uh, fantasy series. And we would have done more with Wayne, uh, except that was right after we finished with him, we went right over to Aspen and there was no way to, to you know keep that going. So we have right. done that in
1: the past. Well, uh, the, the, I'll keep that uh, sort of way in the brain file.
0: Yeah, do that. Uh, but, <laughs> but just for the general populace, no, we are not looking for right. things to publish right now.
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say, are you accepting submissions? Because you just said that on a podcast that I know, a yeah. few people listen to. So <laughs> you gotta, the be careful.
0: <laughs> the submissions door is now closed. So you had your window, and it's it's gone now. It was a whole
1: it's, it's, minute, you guys missed it. It's over. <laughs> End of the world.
0: It's it's uh, it's it's a special treatment thing for co-hosts only.
1: Yeah, and see, I like that. I like that. I I get I get something out of this, other than you know getting <laughs> to hang out with you virtually.
0: Finally, after doing this podcast for a year, I get something out of it.
1: I, I only ever did it so that. I could get something out of it, Tom. <sighs> now, okay, we're not doing the show anymore. I got what I wanted. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something else. Uh, since you are a uh, friend of the BDI family, um, last <laughs> night we did a podcast um, with Phil Locklear, and uh, yeah. myself and Wendy Shayner and CB Zane, we're all doing a Kickstarter on uh, uh, September 12th it launches, but we are doing it under a banner uh, called ClickCon, which is supposed to be sort of a an extension of the idea of the online con. Um, right. And... So part of what we're going to do, it'll be the Kickstarter. We have the book. You guys can come support the project by the books and so on. But the project is, or the, uh, the campaign itself will also surround um, the idea of an online con, meaning a couple of times a week, we're going to do like live panels, um, but not necessarily about the book itself. So it'll be like, okay, we're going to do, I don't know, whatever, a writing panel. We're going to do a cosplay panel. We're going to do uh, whatever we're going to do type of panel. Um, and we're working those out now. So there will be extended portions of this Kickstarter that go beyond just the Kickstarter. And if you're interested in doing some of that, we're like I said, we're we're looking to, to not just get the people involved with the Kickstarter, but anybody in comics that's doing stuff. Once we have our our panel list down, if there's something that you want to do um, and be a part of, you're, you'd be more than welcome to to come join one or one or two of the panels.
1: Or all of them? No, I'm just or, kidding. Or all. Yeah. I'm kidding. I can. I I mean, I'm, if you're gonna do the cosplay
0: panel, you got to cosplay.
1: I, you know, I've got a lot of Halloween costumes. Does that count? I could dress I mean, up as something. You know,
0: uh, <laughs> <as> something.
1: <laughs> I could. I can pretend it's a. I know.
0: can be something, Tom.
1: Uh, yes, it, it can be something. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> no, but that's really cool. I like. I. Um, I'm in like the group for click con and I've been seeing like your posts and stuff in there. And I think that's really cool. Like a lot of people are missing that right now. I'm seeing so many people posting about missing conventions and there have been a lot of online conventions, which is really cool. Um, But I like the idea of like doing panels and, you know, like just, and I like that you're doing a cosplay contest too, which is Mm -hmm. really cool. It's like, that's more like being at a real con, you know, it has like that, more of that feel to it so that's really cool i'm excited yeah, it's
0: it's gonna be i mean it, it's an extended event it's a, it's a pure it's an extension of what wendy shaner did in january she did she has a book called naughty fairies uh stripper assassins and she did a convention <laughs> thing revolved around that it was the naughty fairies comic con online and so on and so uh wendy and i Went to dinner one night and we were just talking about what she did. And I was like, So what's next for that? She was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna do another one, I guess, at some point. And then that's <laughs> when I was like, Well, what if we took the con idea to the next step, which would be involving other people in the con, you know, in the Kickstarter and then in the the convention experiences too. So and then it just started growing from there. And we got the, the cosplay thing down and the panel thing down. We're gonna have an artist alley built into the kickstarter so you'll be able to commission art just like you would go up to artist alley and be like hey i like your stuff i want to commission you to you know do a thing um so that'll be part of the the event um, <laughs> i
1: want you to do a thing
0: do a thing Do that
1: thing here's some that's money right. do that thing
0: that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's how it works
1: that's, i like it <laughs> that is
0: the bottom line of, of how to get art here's money to do a thing
1: well, I, I know I'm interrupting you, but along those lines, the first thing that I ever commissioned uh, from an artist, and I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Daly, and it was at Gem City Comic-Con. I asked him to draw Black Phillip, and he just looked at me like, what, what the hell is that? And he was so confused by my request, so I had to like look it up on my phone, and I showed yep. it to him, and I was like, draw me Black Phillip. Here's some money. It was it was essentially like that. Draw. Do this thing. <laughs> Here's some money.
0: And I'll give you green paper.
1: And yeah, he just, he looked, he was like, okay. He didn't seem like (laughs) super pumped about doing it, but he was really nice and it was a great drawing. He just seemed like really confused about why I wanted a goat. But hey, it was my commission. I wanted a goat. I once (laughs)
0: had Steve Epting, who was working for CrossGen Comics at the time. This is going way back. You millennials won't know what what CrossGen is. Um, And he was doing a, pirate book at the time for them and everybody was coming up and asking for like the pirate girl like give me the pirate girl give me the pirate girl and so it was my turn I was like dude draw me the ship and there he looked you go. at me like I was insane he was like you want the boat and I was like yeah give me the boat let me see the the fr- whatever they call the the masthead in the front and everything give me the sails and he was like cool and and you know then he did it I have a sketch of a freaking pirate ship by by Steve Epting so um there's one of the things I've, I've talked about online for a while is when you go and ask for a sketch. Now, this is not to say that you can't ask for anything you want. Of course you can. Right. But be aware that every time you go and ask for Batman or Wolverine or Wonder Woman or Spider-Man, one million other people have asked for the same thing. And, and in most cases, that artist has drawn those characters a thousand times. It's a limited, unless you have some, something unique, like I want Wonder Woman, like, you know, doing shots or something like, unless you have like a theme, (laughs) um, there's only so many ways and, and, you know, available poses to keep drawing these characters. And it's inevitable that you're going to start seeing things that kind of look the same because it's what can you do? So I've been telling people like, look, I know that you love Batman, right? But Mm -hmm. go deeper in the, in the Batman mythos, like find the things that no one else is getting. And it's still going to be relevant to you because you like the Batman universe, but you're going to get something that other people aren't going to have. Right. Um, and most of the time you're going to see this like spark in their eye. The artist, like, Whoa, Whoa, that's, uh, that's crazy, man. Like no one's ever asked me for that before. Um, and, and in fact, George Perez, when he did commissions, he used to keep a list of how many he did of, of each thing at a con and it would be like wonder woman you know 38 and you know some other obscure thing like you know 1 2 down here and he was like yeah i mean i i love seeing stuff that i don't have to draw all the same time so um you know a little when the cons come back i know we all have our themed sketchbooks and so on but um think about going outside the box and you might uh, you might get something you might inspire the artist a little bit more to kind of give you something that maybe you wouldn't have gotten
1: well Along the lines of the goat uh, sketch that I was just talking yep. about, I had yep. Seth uh, Seth De Moose, uh did. He drew me as uh, Joy, who's the the main character of The Witch. He drew me with Black Phillip, and he's never drawn that for anybody else. So it's very <laughs> special. He did a magnificent job. I was I I was and am still obsessed with the movie The Witch. So for me. <laughs> like it means something but no people aren't really asking for those kind of drawings and so it right. is it's extra special cuz yeah. i know there's not another one of these out there so i totally agree with you i mean yeah if that's what you really want it's your money you know get what you want but i agree with you i think you know especially when it comes to drawing these licensed characters i mean it's just, I feel like it's more fun to go for, like you said dig deeper into like whatever universe it is and and find something like really cool and unique but again yeah. your money do your thing.
0: Yeah, when I was getting I mean I've got a handful of wonder but I like for example, I have a Wonder Woman versus Spider-Man sketch. Okay? I'm the only one on the planet that has a <laughs> Wonder Woman versus Spider-Man sketch. It's just lassos and and freaking webbing and you know, it's like no one has that. Now I want to see it. it. Yeah, (laughs) it's cool. And, um, uh, that's the, that's the stuff that was fun. And then for a while, I had a theme. I had two theme sketchbooks. One was Zaytana, because that was before anyone knew who the hell Zaytana was before everyone else had a freaking Zaytana sketchbook. And the other was Magic, uh, the, from the New Mutants. Same thing. Nobody was getting those things drawn. And then all of a sudden it was like, poof. You know, I was like, okay, well, we're just going to put those away because, you know, everybody's doing it now. So, but now that I'm, publishing my own work it's like i just pay people for covers now and that's <laughs> there you go like yeah yeah so, that, I, so i've kind of moved past the sketch phase i do still get them because we have like blank sketch covers and stuff for our books so every yeah. now and then i'll be like hey do a legend of oz thing for me or whatever so that's that's cool but yeah i've, I've moved past the sketch phase and now i just pay a lot of money for covers
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that's the the burden of being a publisher and, and putting out your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's and where your money
1: goes. <laughs> one second. Yep. Tom is just
0: so we can do a uh, we can do a little live unboxing here. This came today.
1: Ooh, what's that? Pushy. Uh well yeah, I'm I mean I'm nosy. <laughs>
0: You're the- so this is um, like I said. I, I pay artists to do work for me that I can then publish. It's not uh, I'm not paying them for sketches and, and that kind of thing. I do get right. them from time to time. In fact, I do have one coming uh, from Mog Park who did a, uh, a critter sketch on her Artist Alley Shopping Network show, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to buy that." So you know, like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's critter. Um, this, I think. Yeah, this came all the way from Brazil. I won't show his address, Leap. but yeah, this this came from Brazil. and
1: uh, where this was Supple, from, That's where Sepultura is from, and I love them. Some of the best shows I've ever been, have go, is been going to see them. Incredible, incredible band, in case anybody doesn't know who they are.
0: <laughs> Styrofoam. So... Um, we did a we did a little special edition for Critter on um, July 5th was underwear day and uh, or sorry not underwear day bikini day we did an underwear day one too but it was bikini day and so we did a special version of Critter um, with a special cover where she's swimming in the ocean in a bikini and um, but on the insides we didn't just reprint the book itself on the insides. We actually made. Oh, geez, he sent that too. I can't show you that. Holy smokes! Um, Uh oh, is it nudie? Is it a nudie? Well, yeah, but even more beyond that, it's a project we haven't even announced yet, and he sent it to me. Um, So this is actually (laughs) what we did is actually made a three-page backup story with Critter at the beach to add a little extra value.
1: Nice the
0: book. So it's not just a straight reprint. There is extra little, you know, material.
1: I'm loving the, the art, loving yeah, it. Yeah. This is,
0: this is Carlos Reno. Um, he's amazing. He's the guy that just did our Oz book. And, um, I went, when <laughs> uh, talk about spending money. So when we were done with Oz, he had, <laughs> he did a 40 page Oz book, legend of Oz, the wicked West, our Western Oz book. And, um, I knew that we had worked with him over the past years and I knew that he sold his original art. And I was like, So do you have a buyer for that Oz stuff? And he was like, no, we just kind of sell it page by page as it goes. And I was like, but you have it all still, right? He was like, yeah, the whole thing's here.
1: Can I I have it?
0: So (laughs) what do you want for it? So long story short, I have 40 pages of Oz in the other room. <laughs>
1: and, and you had to eat ramen for a year. <laughs> this is correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so now every time he does stuff, he's like, so do you want the pages? And I'm like, yeah, give me the pages. Just now keep them coming.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to get his name from you uh, after we're done with this because I'm bad. I'll I'll forget it. So if you can message his name to me because I want to check out his other work because I'm absolutely in love. This is all artist. I can show you. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh i saw part of a nipple
0: <laughs> i d- oh my god we're, we're canceled we're out yeah
1: oh my That's god it. nipples they're so yep. taboo <laughs> i see nipples every day oh i
0: don't know how you deal with it stuff i don't know how you can deal with it
1: i i know i saying by now
0: <laughs> they're horrifying <laughs>
1: um oh okay so i had a question um yep. for you because you had you posted something um on your facebook we always end up talking about something that you've posted on your facebook and i don't know why it's probably because i'm like trying to because think i'm of provocative
0: topics. because i'm provocative and and weird
1: Nah, i mean well this one wasn't even provocative so okay. um this okay. was the post that you made about um you know working with artists that are hungry maybe not established but like they can get the work done like they're 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 good artists they can get the work done they might not be known or bigger artists but they have the work ethic and like giving them that shot Mm -hmm. you know to because they their work ethic and everything fits with how you do things and how you want things to go so for i I think that's something well And you can explain it, you know, in your own words, but um, I know that we have people that listen and we actually had somebody ask uh, in the feed here, um, how they get their artists an interview. Sure. Uh, Like how, you know, how do people, and not necessarily like just for, you know, big dog ink, but in, in general, we're going to talk about it through your lens though, because it's your experience. And I want people to hear kind of, you know, your process with, with that. Cause I thought that was really cool that it's not necessarily Who's the most established? Who's the most this? There are a lot of other things that go into it. So yeah, so um, the, I'll let you riff on that for a minute.
0: <laughs> the backstory. The quick backstory is, and this has happened multiple times in my career doing this for ten years, but just recently I had an artist pop on, who was like, "Hey, um, you know, I'm an artist and I'm looking for work, and and I can I show you some stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course, show me stuff. That that's no problem." Um, and so he showed me a bunch of stuff that was really not showing me what he could necessarily do for me and what we do with big dog Inc. Like it was like iron man and uh, weird, like fight scenes and, and stuff with, with superheroes. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't relative to what we did. Right. And so basically I was like, so this, this doesn't really show me what you can do. Like from our style, like we do a lot of pinup stuff. Um, you know, if you'd like to do a little test piece to show me, You know, if we're, we're even in the ballpark of, of being able to kind of match what we do, because there's some things I like your colors, but I, the style is not, I'm not seeing it. Right. He came back with a huge diatribe of, oh my God, I can't believe you just want free work. I mean, I get hired just off of my talent and blah, blah, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. I was like, nothing you just told me matters. Nothing you told me matters. You sent me samples that don't relate to what I do as a publisher.
1: So if you want
0: the work, I need to see how you will relate to what we do as big dog, the type of art that we use and so on and so on. Right. I said, and literally I said, you could have taken five minutes to rough out a pose and not have anything finished. And, and I could have seen that you had the ability to kind of figure out how to do a thing. And, and we could, I could have said, okay, I, I see your work. I know your colors are good. Let's take another step. But if that's too much effort, Dude, honestly, I don't have time. I don't have time.
1: Well, and I think think too, you know, doing a test piece, a lot of people have people do test pieces. That's not abnormal. Um, And you can, you, that's just something else you can add to your portfolio that shows another thing that you can do outside of whatever your traditional stuff is. So it's honestly a benefit for yourself as an artist to have that added to your portfolio, even if they don't, you know, you don't end up working with that company. So just remember that artists, you know, doing a test piece is not abnormal, and you can use it for yourself in the future. It's good. Yeah.
0: Especially <laughs> if you have no credits or, or, you know, any real background as far as like, hey, I can look back at your body of work. You right. know, this was, not, I mean, he had had a couple of covers, I guess, with some indie guys, but it just wasn't vibing with me. So I was like, just kind of show me what you can do. The right. flip side of that coin and what we're talking about with the test piece is I have also had artists who have come to me and just been like, dude, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to have that chance to be part of something. And I know that if I can get my art in front of people's eyes, there will be uh, a cause and effect. Right. So that's the complete opposite side of that. And and everybody that works for us gets paid. I mean, that's, that's not even a thing. So anybody that that comes Absolutely. to me going, Oh dude, you don't have to pay me. I'm like, no, dude, you're getting paid. I'm paying you for your, for your work. But I would say about 90% of the people that have done tryout pieces, whether it's covers or whether it's interior work, about 90% have gotten work from me. Now, it might not have been that specific uh, uh, book, but once I see what you can do, I can relate that to Scheherazade, Ursa Minor, Critter, Penny for Your Soul. Like, oh, you don't fit with this, but I have these other books and you're going to fit right in with these. And we're just going to take it and we're going to move you over here and we're going to let you start doing work. So That's beautiful. (laughs) That that's it. I mean, it's as simple as that. You have you cannot come in. It's okay to think you're the shit. It's okay. I'm okay with that. Is it okay? Because I know a few people who were like, yeah, I'm the shit. But in the end, the ones that listened to what I told them and I said, look, you're good, but we have to do this. And they listened, those guys got the job. They were like, oh, okay, I get it. I know what you want. I understand
1: absolutely, and
0: I can do that within my style and, and whatever. I'm like, yes, go, but we have to do it this way. Um, and they get the work, they get the jobs. It's it's really literally as simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. You cannot come in with you can have an ego, but it can't be an aura of an ego. Like, <laughs> oh, I am in front of you, and you are so lucky to have you know have my presence. <laughs> Just like, no, that that doesn't work. None of that works. I don't care who told you you could draw good. I don't tell you I don't care what, you know, Stanley told you 10 years ago. I don't care what another publisher told you. None right. of that matters because all of that is within their realm, within their box. That's not necessarily the big dog ink box. Right, it's need.
1: subjective. It's subjective. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like you can be a great artist. Guy, yeah, and it
0: wasn't that I told the guy, "Dude, you suck." It was just a matter of I'm not seeing what I need. Um, Again, it was very hyper-masculine. It was armor and stuff. I was like, I don't do that. I mean, this is what I do. Can you do this? Then we can talk about it. Um, And and if people are willing to, uh, there was a guy um, uh, who's been doing work, his own stuff for a long time. And he's done some covers and stuff for other people, which apparently hasn't gotten paid for, which kind of bugs me. Um, But he came to me and I've known him for a while. And he was like, so can I, you know, I want to do something for you. And I was like, I think we might be able to do something because I have something that might fit your sort of work style. And uh, and he was like, cool, 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 man. You don't have to pay me. I mean, I'll I'll pay the colorist and you don't have to pay me. And I'm just like, no, no, no. (laughs) Here's the deal. The budget's 200 bucks you can split that however you want between you and your colorist, but you're getting paid because you're working for big dog Inc. And you're right. like, Holy shit. That's like my first paid gig. I'm just like, uh. you know? So, uh, and you there were made his other, day. There, he was there like were a couple yeah, <laughs> yeah, there were a couple <laughs> other people that were like, I didn't know you were paying me for this. I'm like, of course I'm paying you for this. So, um, that's the other side of this coin is come in it's hard to say come in with low expectations, but that's where you kind of have to be initially. Um, Right. I know I've heard some really weird stories about some other larger companies. Um, I don't know if I even want to say their names. I, I won't, but needless to say, they don't even work like that. They are basically just spec. They will say, yeah, you can do all the covers you want. Anytime you want, send them to us. If we use anything, We'll pay you like fifty bucks, and and that and that's for covers. We're talking about covers, so it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to follow that business model. I want to, you know, pay people what they're worth. And if you have a bigger name and a bigger following, obviously, you're going to be able to get a little bit more out of that. Um, which right. again goes back to the talent part, but mm-hmm. talent doesn't translate to necessarily what a specific publisher needs on a specific book.
1: Absolutely. Um, I do have a question from Brian. Um, he says, uh, for your art style, do you see a difference in how a female artist would do it compared to a male artist?
0: (laughs) No, no. Um, there is a difference if the artist chooses to make a difference again, it's all subjective and and so on. So Mm -hmm. there are, there are female artists who will not do the, Ooh, I'm a cheesecake pose. Like they won't do that. And that's fine. Um, but then there's other women who go so hard on, on the, uh, on the sexy that it's like, I mean, and and they're the women and some of these are not, and it's not, in some cases they're being told like, we want this. And they say, okay, I'll do this. But then there's women who are doing their own projects, not being told by anyone else what to do. Uh, And they're just like,
1: you know, uh, Sora, like she does that. Uh, I wasn't going to mention
0: it, but yes, that's. But oh, no, yes. but
1: I love it. She is oh, so talented. She is so incredible, and she's just like full on, like just all of it. The beautiful, but it's, it, yeah. Oh, and and, it's and, so and I should say
0: that Sora, the way that Sora does things, it's very, uh, it's it's how do we say this? It's power sex. <laughs> oh it's yeah. Not, it's not really like I'm I'm a damsel in distress sex. It's like I'm wearing this leather stuff. What are you going to do about it? Right. And, like and I'm a
1: Mantis and I will eat you.
0: That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. That's the it does it? Yeah. But <laughs> when you look at it initially, it's like, Holy smokes. It's, it's, you know, she's wearing leather lingerie and whatever, and but it's amazing. So art doesn't change because of your gender, your sex. It changes because of your attitude towards what you want to draw. That's it. Right. And you can modify in and out of that.
1: Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, and when I've had people ask me that when it comes to writing too, uh, you know, like because I'm a girl, do I write more girl characters or do I find that like when I write a male character, it's not like as good as if I write a female. And honestly, I've written more male characters than female and they are all just as deep and as important because it doesn't matter what my gender is it's the, pe- it's, it's what the story needs and what these right. personalities are. And I've lived my whole life around women and men. So it's like, I know how people act. I yeah. don't have to be something to make, to create something, you know, right? I think that's a misconception that, you know, some people do have that.
0: That's a great point. Yeah, I don't have to be something to create something. That's amazing. That's, that's a t-shirt.
1: There we go. Oh, my God, I did something good today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I
0: mean, as writers, we are, generally speaking, students of the world. We are watching things. We are looking at things. We're examining things. Even when you don't know it, when you out there, even when you don't know it, we're sort of taking things in.
1: (laughs) We're watching you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's not
1: creepy at all.
0: (laughs) No, and we're figuring out how to put you in the book so that we can kill you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, people, but see, people like that kind of stuff. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna write me into a comic book." Like, I've named uh, some characters after my friends, and I'm like, "Yeah, you might die, but
0: yeah, we had a, a Kickstarter. Your name's in a we book. Did, yeah, we we did a Kickstarter for Kaiju Epic, our giant monster book, and we had three people pay to get killed by the monster. So that's great stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did that in one uh, of I think it was the for Aeonian two or A Aeonian one of the kickstarters. Uh, my friend Eddie pledged to get killed, and it was like he's one of my best friends, so it was really fun. Uh, you know, getting to do something. <laughs> I'm not gonna. like I don't want him to die, but it was really fun uh, to see that kind of come to life. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Good times.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's you know that's just one of those things that helps connect the readers to the creators. Oh, uh, and mean, thank you
1: brian brian said a uh, fan of both of you keep up the great work he also says that sora is so good so yeah. same page like we're we all love Sora. now i'm gonna have to uh uh message her on facebook later and be like yeah we kind of talked about how awesome you were no big whoop send me a picture <laughs> of pepper <laughs> pepper's so cute oh can't get enough of that dog but anyway i just i'm gonna keep up with what's going on in the comments yeah, here sure. and just shout that out as it, it happens uh Dan Stockwell said, hi, hi, Dan.
0: Yeah. Brian had me on his, uh, uh, he does a bunch of different shows, but we did a Godzilla, uh, like a two hour power hour on Godzilla. Oh my God. That was like the most fun i had had in like years upon years, just talking to other, other, uh, fans about freaking Godzilla movies and stuff. Holy cow. <laughs> so Brian, if you're still watching, um, let's do a part two sometime. Cause that was amazing.
1: Yeah, you'll never tire of talking about Godzilla. No, no. Feel, no. <laughs> that's the hill that you'll die on, and you just I,
0: don't. I'm never far care. from never far from Godzilla.
1: <laughs> oh, we've got uh your your good buddy is uh, in the chat now, Mr. Uh, Wilson. Here. Shut
0: it down. Shut it down.
1: Oh man,
0: we're out. <laughs> we're out. Um, I, I staff that- actually. Steph has a cover for ClickCon. He's going to be part of the catnip crew. Um, We haven't shown that piece yet. So uh, everybody get ready for that reveal.
1: And there's also a cover uh, that's being done for Belial too. Um, By
0: Steph? Yeah. Okay.
1: I saw it uh, that my friend um, Chuck does that one. And I I got to see, I got to see that. And uh, it was pretty sweet, pretty sweet stuff. Very, very Steph. <laughs> Which is so weird saying that I, because my name is Stephanie. So yeah. like, I like when I say it, I feel like I'm talking about myself. But yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun working with Steph. And this is actually a great example of what we were just talking about. Steph was just a guy online, and he was posting <laughs> art and just doing whatever he was doing. And at some point, he he said something to the effect of, "Yeah, I'm going to do a Joan of Arc thing." Uh, and I was like, yeah, do it. Uh, and so he did it and there were things that weren't quite right. Like the wings were wrong and so on. And so while this was a piece of fan art, I sent him edits before he was ever working for me. I was like, so the wings are wrong here. You got to fix that. You got to do that. And he fixed them. He changed it. He fixed them. He had the colorist work on it, fix that. And I watched him essentially do what I would have asked. Had he been, you know, working on a gig, that's how he got the job he did a piece of fan art with no expectations of anything and i was like okay you're in let's find a way to 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 get you on the stuff that we do um and he's now done i don't know four or five covers for that's, us and yeah uh, a bunch of you know. them yeah that's it that, that's literally that's how you do it guys if the publisher says can you do that you just do it and and you knock it out and at the worst case scenario, like Steph had said, Steph, this Steph, uh, <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie, like <laughs> what Stephanie said at worst case scenario, you have something for your portfolio and you at least have the publisher's attention because you did work and they might be able to come back and say, Hey, remember that guy that did that thing? Right. maybe we give him another shot at something here because that was pretty good. And you know, you go from there. So this isn't about the whole working for exposure argument and all of that, but right, when you have the publisher's attention, do the work. And I would say probably nine times out of 10, that's going to translate to work for you at least down the road, if not at that
1: moment. Right. And I think, you know, it really, it shows how, you're going to be to actually work with. So if you're, you know, if you're coming at it from like, oh, well, you know, I shouldn't have to do a test page or I shouldn't have to do this or whatever. Okay. You don't want to do it. That's fine. We don't need to work together because that's, if that's, I I feel like that's just a really good showing of how they're going to be to work with, because for, for myself, you know, like I have, uh, you know, in the first, like, two years that I was uh, writing, I was submitting stuff. Um, And, you know, I've got my fair share of rejection letters, let me tell you. And um, I never took it negatively. I, it was a learning experience for me. I was always really positive in my responses. I said, thank you guys so much for taking the time to even look it over. I really appreciate it. You know, I really love your guys' stuff. And, you know, maybe I'll submit something in the future, have a, you know, like always be professional in my opinion, even if somebody doesn't have a job for you right then, or maybe you submit something that they don't really like, or it doesn't fit that publisher, because that is a lot of kind of what happened to me. I didn't do a lot of research into what the publishers were publishing and it was definitely not what I was doing. Um, (laughs) And that makes a big difference. So, um, so that's another thing too, that I would recommend is, you know, look at, because you can go to their websites and, look at their titles and look at what the work that they publish. And then you kind of know if what you're doing is on that level, or if you know that you can do something in that style or whatever it is, you know, just be flexible and definitely do your research. I learned that the hard way. Uh, this, when I was a noob, (laughs) nobody told me any different. So I'm just like, well, I looked up this list of publishers online. Here you go. All right. You know, (laughs) so professional.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's basically how I started when with Penny for your soul, I pitched it to about a half a different pub, half a half a dozen different publishers. And uh, I didn't even get a rejection letter. I just got
1: silence. Ooh, that's, that's almost like I appreciate anybody that takes the time to send me a rejection letter. I'm like, at least I know that they, at least kind of looked at it. You know, you feel like you've been seen. And to yep. me, that's really important. I don't care if I get, I mean, I do care, but like if I don't get the gig, but I feel seen. Yeah. Oh, so different.
0: You see, you see that chip
1: right there. <laughs> I I do.
0: <laughs> it's it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later i'm still showing them just remember guys this could have been you
1: well and and that's the thing sometimes you know the things that you're working on aren't going to find a home and i like what you did you made it and it's people love it so it's not that it was something that wouldn't gain you know popularity or attention it was just that people didn't see maybe at that time how you know how big it could be and you saw it and you did it so you know that's sometimes the route that people do have to take if publishers aren't grabbing up something but you really believe in it then do it you don't need a publisher to tell you it's good if you feel it's good and worth your time and money and investment do it yeah that's it that's
0: it and and in the day of crowdfunding man it's easier than ever to do it
1: Oh, Sora's watching now. So yeah, we were totally Yay, talking Sora. about you and how um, you make powerful, beautiful, sexy ladies for covers, and uh, how we appreciate your work. And I, I love.
0: <laughs> we talked about um, Carnal, but I actually love uh, uh, Aurora more. Uh, the design on Aurora's costume is like, where did that come from? It's so good. Yeah. It's so clean. It's got details, but it's 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 got clean lines like. I love looking at that character. So uh, yeah, big, big props to Sora. And I've always talked about design matters. Design, 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 design. Don't, <laughs> don't come up short on your design. Take the time to really think about why would it look like that? Why does it need to look like that? On and on and on. How functional is it? Does it matter if they're, you know, if does it matter if they show skin? Are they bulletproof? Is it irrelevant? Like, there's so many reasons to do different things on costumes. Yes. Um, Don't skimp on the design. So thumbs up to to, to Sora on both of her books uh, because they're both fantastic.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm not an artist, so, you know, I don't know what it's like to have to, you know, do the research for like the design aspect of it but i've seen um uh, you know i work with Sanyak and i've seen a lot of his uh designs that he's done for other people and they're just so like in depth and like yeah. i mean it's just gorgeous and it, it it is really important especially when you have um characters that might have like intricate um costuming or um like if it's uh there's broken gargoyles uh is coming out or is out i don't I can't remember, I, but he, he does that one and there you know, it's steampunk. So there's, yeah. you know, there's very, a lot of, there's a lot of detail there. There's a lot of things that had to kind of be planned out. So um seeing some of those drawings, which is, it was just really, really cool to watch the design process. Yeah. Um, you know, my well, characters like when, didn't dis- need it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> design is like one of the funnest things for me. I love working with artists and doing the designs, nothing that we do is on accident. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, everything is there. Everything that you're seeing is 95% there because we were like, yeah, put it there. We want that to happen. (laughs) Um, Even down to like with Dorothy Gale with, she's got these blue gloves to kind of tie into the old, old school Dorothy blue, but it's fingerless gloves. And people were like, Oh yeah, they don't have fingers because she's drawing her guns all the time. I'm like, see people Mm -hmm. get it. They see those things. And they understand why that happens. And uh, that's the exciting part. When people see it and get it, you're like, okay, you know, you did it right.
1: Right. I didn't waste my time putting in all these really cool details that actually make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's always good. That's always yeah. good. Uh, so yeah, artists out there, two things. Uh, design matters. I mean, Tom can go on about it for hours, uh, but I won't let him because <laughs>
0: Next time, next yeah. time it's one hour of design work.
1: Ah, no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we only got a snippet today, and that was good. that was good enough, I think. Um, but also, uh, you've heard it from the mouth of a publisher how they decide who you know comes to work with them. So, you know, really pay attention to these kinds of things when you're, um, you know, if you want to work with a specific publisher, get to know the publisher. If they ask for a test page. Do it. You know, just yeah, most pro- of the
0: time it doesn't even have to be like a fully finished thing. I mean, it's just a matter of right. Okay. So you can draw Wolverine. Great. I've seen this a million times. How does that translate to this? Right. And and that's can where we have that little. Can
1: disconnect. you can you draw a lady, maybe?
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Could you draw me a lady? That would be cool.
0: That doesn't look like <laughs> X23.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and you're going to get like different art directors and different art styles, like depending on, on where you go. Uh, so always just, um, you know, be aware of of where you're pitching, I, I guess, you know. That's and, a
0: key. Yeah, That's a very key thing. Whether you're pitching yourself or whether you're pitching like a book or a concept, always be aware of what that publisher is already doing. Because if you're not, you know, unless it's image, which will take basically any type of genre, um, most publishers kind of have a, some aspect of a niche element that they're going for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, for example, there's no reason for me to pitch to alternate Comics. Zero reason. They, they would have no reason to even consider anything that I do. So, you right. know, I would never even want to take it there. Um, so, you know
1: well, there you go, yeah well, we we've we've done it. We officially have done another show. And, oh, yeah, just uh, for everybody listening, this is gonna be our new day. Uh, and our new day in time will it'll be one o'clock. I had an appointment, so we had to push back a half hour. So it's gonna be Fridays at one. Uh, Tom has another thing that he's doing on Tuesday. So we shifted uh into Fridays so if you like watching us live then you know when we're on and I will continue to share it uh to my Facebook and then I'm gonna have uh I don't know if you shared it to our Facebook page today Tom or I just
0: shared it to my own at this point so we need to yeah get it moving around
1: yeah, we'll, we'll shuffle it around, but we're going to try to get it up on, on uh, the Facebook page, too. So, um, But yeah, so it was nice getting to chat with you again, and it was nice talking about something that we don't often really talk about, like, that aspect of um, the business because, well, I'm not an artist, you're not an artist, but you but from a publisher standpoint, it was nice to kind of put that out there because any information that we can share with people to help them, you know, grow their uh, – grow their field, whether it be art, writing, you know, whatever it is, um, that's what we're here for. We're just trying yeah. to, we're trying to have fun and, uh, give you some knowledge.
0: Yeah. And we're doing this live about. on Facebook. So <laughs> please come watch live on the Facebook because then you can ask questions. You can be part of the chat. Uh, you know, we're yeah. happy to kind of, you know, see what y'all are talking about and then we can try and, you know, answer questions or, or whatever as well. That's why we started the live part. So, uh, yeah. join us.
1: Yeah, and um, also you can ask us questions on our uh, Facebook page, which is another page turner. I mean, you just look us up on there, like that, and you can ask us questions, and we'll get to them on the show. That's yeah. what we're here for. So, <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, it's it is Friday. Uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend and uh, stay safe. Enjoys as as much of life as they can. Um, and we will see you next Friday and until then keep it indie guys. Two Fridays, two Fridays. Sorry. Every other Friday, my bad. Fourth. We'll, we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>